In association with the Omniverse Comics Guide, this is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast coming to you from the megacity metropolis of Toronto. I'm your host, Eric Anthony, and this is episode 322. Boom. We're back at it again. Mr. Shane Heron, how are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty excited for our Seinfeld date. This is fun. I like this. This is a great idea. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, you know what? I think uh, we're the right guys for it and people are going to enjoy as we go through the the Seinfeld universe. I think this is going to get more and more fun. Did you? Of course it is. The episodes are going to get better. We're going through the right now. Um, did you get, how was the response to the first episode? It was good. I had some people at work saying, oh, I listened to that Seinfeld episode. Someone texted me about it saying, hey, guy, I like that you're still going strong with the Cave of Solitude and you got some episodes with Daff and I saw there's a Seinfeld. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with Seinfeld. It's forever. Because oh, I like, uh, I had people who I never even would have thought listened to any podcasts at all or anything that you or I would do. And then they messaged me and just were like, listen to the episode. That was great. And I was like, oh, weird. The show's been off the air for 25 years, but people are still excited. Yeah. And there's going to, yeah, that's a good thing is there's more to come. Even my wife, she was like, I really like that episode. That was a lot of fun. Like when are you guys doing the next one? And I'm like, uh, every two weeks, it's going to be a regular thing. So I got everyone kind of asking me when's the next Seinfeld one. So it's good. Yeah, even got uh, Sean Daly said he wants to be on. Yeah, that was a great surprise. Because he usually wants to talk wrestling if he can geek out about something. But to see him be like, hey, I, I got to be on one of these. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is going to be fun. I think there's a few people like that that will probably want to be on and talk. Maybe we can do like um, instead of, you know, focusing on an episode, we can just interview them and talk to them about, you know, Seinfeld. Or like I can make a quiz for them and stuff like that and ask them what their favorite episodes are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we could do top five favorite episodes. I know that uh, Katie Swatsky's, like you said before, she's a big Seinfeld fan. Sean Daly apparently is a Seinfeld fan. So, yeah, that'll be good. We could have guests on to talk about it. Good idea, Shane. You're a great idea, man. <laughs> That's my, <laughs> my idea is just talking about Seinfeld. That's my main idea. No, nah, man. No, nah, man. You come up with good ideas for people's books, for people's podcasts. You got good ideas, dude. I was uh, telling you. Like, uh, <laughs> I think... Uh, she she's slowly realizing my girlfriend that I don't actually have like a personality. I'm just like a giant pile of Seinfeld quotes. Like anything I say, she'll be like, if it's semi funny, she'll be like, is that from Seinfeld? I'm like, yeah, it's just, (laughs) I don't exist as a person. I'm just like a machine that quotes Seinfeld. Oh, even the George snort there. That was good. Yeah. You gotta do the snort. (laughs) You think Pepsi is better than wine? Wine is better than Pepsi. That's the first time I remember him snorting. That, yeah, that's great. That's from the dinner party, right? That's right. Uh, see? See, uh, I want to show you a few things because we are getting into, uh, we got to say, we're going to do two episodes today. Yes. We're going to push through the, the first season a little faster because they're they're weaker and there's, they're, there's less to each one. Yeah, you can, the, the episodes are a little bit more simple, um, but it's a lot of character building, which is what I do like. I like yeah. seeing the firsts of, of stuff. And I think yeah. this uh, these two episodes have if it was a comic book, it would be it would have a, a high value to it just for the first appearances of certain yeah. things. But they don't have uh, like there's just one linear Seinfeld plot. There's no yeah. branch off into other like. But I got this. It was are you we're just doing this as an audio or are you doing this is just audio. But you can you can show me people can't see. But it's uh, 
I ordered off Amazon the first and second season, the scripts. Holy. It's just a book with all the scripts, literally all the scripts of the first and second season, That's which cool. are the seasons. So I wish they had more. They don't. I would buy the whole set. I literally was thinking about printing out the scripts and just being like really insane and just walking around reading Seinfeld scripts like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be that guy at the mall that's always there reading something Seinfeld, yeah. and he'll I talk. This uh, Seinfeld book, I've, I've been ripped off now twice for Seinfeld books online. This one is a Seinfeld trivia book, um, and it's I just bet you it's the easiest trivia ever. It's it's no, it's uh, it's just a not a good book. <laughs> it, um, oh, okay. It it like. So it's divided by seasons, which I like. So it'll be like, it'll have like three different long quizzes for each season. But, and so there is some good questions in there, but it's just like, I think like there's no author or anything. So I think Amazon just put it together or something. I don't know. But um, so it'll have good questions, but then some of the questions just don't make sense. Or they're like, it's almost like an AI wrote it or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Like, so it'll be like, like, you know, it'll have like a thing for the season, but then it'll just be like, what was the name of Jerry's girlfriend? And then you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. He's had like a million girlfriends every season. That doesn't make yeah, any sense. every episode so sometimes like, it switches up. Yeah, there was one where the answer was actually like it was really stupid. Me and my girlfriend were laughing. We, it's so bad that I'm gonna keep it just because it's just it, <laughs> like I like reading it just to anger myself. But uh, there's one where it's like the answer is 1984, and then when you go to the answer. It says uh, dollar sign uh, one thousand nine hundred and eighty four, and I'm just like, what the hell is this? Oh, I see. Grammatically, it's wrong. It just doesn't make any sense. But uh, it's kind of I'm gonna keep it just to be pissed off. Uh, <laughs> like I was like, what am I gonna do? It was eleven dollars on Amazon. I'm not gonna return. It's a very Seinfeld thing to do. Ah, yeah. just keep it. This one is the best one because I was so excited about this book. I bought this before the scripts. You can see here it is called Seinfeld: A Complete Episode Guide. Uh, by Samir Mezrahi, got it on Amazon. Uh, complete episode guide. Uh, so this is this uh, is called. Uh, so I'm gonna read the because I have the book in my hand, but I'm gonna read the the Amazon description. I never really paid attention to Amazon ratings, uh, but from now I'm going to read ratings and reviews because this one actually has a two out of five star rating on Amazon, which I did not notice. Uh, it is called Seinfeld: A Complete uh, Episode Guide, paperback, and I thought that's that's great. An episode. It's this. Oh shit! I changed it. Sorry, one sec. The description. You gotta read this description. Uh, it says. Uh, sorry, I just lost it. One second. Where's the description? Oh, the most comprehensive guide ever assembled for the greatest show of all time. That's that's and pretty big words. I was like, this this is great. This comprehensive. Is, yeah. So you get it. You open it up. It goes season one. Blah, blah, blah. It just has the names. Season one, episode five, the stock tip. It says the data came out and then it has, it says plot and it's blank. The whole book is blank. It's for you to fill out the plots of the book. Is that a fucking ripoff? I mean. It's a works, blank book. It, it's good for this podcast. So you could watch every episode and write through it. And maybe it will become. books that I've handmade and they're longer <laughs> than this. So again, I'm going to keep it because it just angers me and I, I like it, but it's just like, that's, that's false advertising, I should, you know? It, it's false advertising. How much was it? Uh, 9.51. I no, should buy, I should buy that book for this show and I'll write I'll while I watch this. Show. But it's your, it's your stupid souvenir. You want to keep it to stay angry at it. No, I was literally thinking like, oh, I'll give it to one of my trivia guys. Maybe they can use it to make their own notes, but I'll give it to you then. I'll use, yeah, I've been writing notes as I watch the episode, so it kind of works. 
It's such a nice looking book, but there's it's, it's cool literally book. there's no content. Ah, so that's I, a piss off. That's a piss yeah, off. Yeah, I went and read the reviews, and then there's like there's the review one star. There's nothing in the book other than the titles of the episodes. It's a blank book. Don't buy. I bought this for the same reason. People can't see it, but it's a match made in space from George McFly from it's the Back blank? to the Future. It's and it's just a notebook. It's oh, okay, blank, okay. Yeah, right, yeah. but it looks exactly like with the back cover and everything. So <laughs> I I use it to write notes and stuff in song lyrics stuff like that but yeah yeah it, but it says it's a notebook that's the it difference doesn't say it. the most comprehensive guide ever assembled for the greatest show on earth and no anyway, it doesn't say this is the book that george mcfly wrote <laughs> it doesn't say that i left a review <laughs> i've left my first amazon review <laughs> it said don't buy it and i put pictures i said it's blank <laughs> Save your money. that yeah i don't think i'm pretty sure it's not on the on the bestseller list anymore for anything seinfeld related no, but um, I was excited. I was excited to watch episode two and three because I knew that from here on everything starts to unfold. You start to get a lot more character, and before you know it, you see some pretty good, like a, a classic episode here or there pops up, and you're like, "Oh, that's that's early on." So we're gonna go for, like you said, the first two seasons. We're gonna go through them a little bit quicker, but uh, I think two episodes, two episodes per episode is definitely possible. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do season one, episode two, the stakeout, the stakeout, uh, and then season one, episode three, the robbery. That's right. Season wanna, one has five episodes. Do you want to uh, be the plot guy? Tell us what the plot is of these episodes. Yeah, they're pretty straightforward. There's not a whole lot to them. The stakeout is literally, um, it, it you you're first introduced to uh, Miss Elaine Marie Bennis, mm -hmm. uh, her first appearance because she was not in the pilot. Um, played by Julie Louis Dreyfus, who we everybody loves, mm -hmm. uh, and like I think around the same time we saw her in um, she's the neighbor in Christmas Vacation. That's where I like knew her that's from. That's right. That's right. Good. So, good. Which came out like '89, right around the time Seinfeld started, um, and she'd been on like Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. Um, so Jerry is uh it's very like early on it's established that jerry and elaine are no longer dating they were dating now they're no they're just going to be trying friends and then they make a deal for uh she's going to go to a wedding with jerry as his date and he's going to go to this uh birthday party for this lady named pamela and jerry meets a girl there that he's trying to flirt with while elaine's talking to him and then she gets all annoyed at him because he's flirting with another girl basically where did and he meet pam do you remember where he met pamela why he was supposed to know her he he knows her from she's a friend of elaine they met when they were dating yeah what was the do you remember the description elaine gives him this is he me her glasses yeah that's and right. then he says riverside drive and she's like yeah but i don't that, i guess that's where she lived or whatever i don't that's all i know do you know like, more about pamela no no i don't know more about pamela you got it all i'm like man he got riverside drive and everything this guy's good I gotta know it. We you also have trivia coming up soon. We like they announced <laughs> April twenty fifth. We have to defend our title. So I, I'm. This is perfect because we're gonna have season one. I'm also going through other seasons like deep dives, like everything. I gotta know about Pamela. You know what I'm saying? I gotta Pamela know that one and has glasses. Glasses. Riverside Drive. Riverside Drive. <laughs> I was writing right away, and my wife was like, "What are you writing?" I'm like, <laughs> "Pamela, blonde hair, glasses, Riverside yeah. Drive." All right, keep going. Uh, so they go to Pamela's birthday. It says it's at a bar, but it doesn't even look like a bar when they go. It's like a, no, it's it's a like restaurant. A 
restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Jerry's meeting. Uh, you don't know her name at, at the beginning. You find out later her name is Vanessa. Um, and he's he he finds out where she works, which is where does she work? She's a oh, lawyer. I got this. I got this. I got this. Hold on. This Simon is Ben and Robbins Oppenheim Tav. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Simon Ben and Robbins Oppenheim and Tav. <laughs> yeah. We we did cheer if someone had that as their team name. I was like, that that's a good team name. <laughs> when I when when he did it and he kept on doing it, my wife looked at me. She goes, "You do that." I said, "I do." That's my way of memorizing stuff. Is that same sort of rhythm? I was trying to remember that exactly because it's still hard to. I was it watching is. my blog today and I was going Sagman Benet <laughs> Robbins Openheim and Tap. Sagman Benet Robbins Openheim and Tap. It's tough. It's, it's a flow. It's really awkward to say. Yeah, it, but so, so when when he she does went to it with Pamela. Yeah, and then Jerry, they do this. He talks to his parents, which you see a very different Morty Seinfeld in this one. Very different. Yeah, completely. Um, the difference is Jerry Jerry's staying at Kramer's because he he lives in a bachelor apartment where he sleeps on his couch sofa and his parents are staying over. So he's sleeping at Kramer's while they stay on his pillow couch. The dad is I wrote it down. The dad was played by uh what the guy what's the guy's name? Philip Bruns was Jerry's original dad, who's bald and has the comb over, or as Jerry yeah. called it, the sweep across. <laughs> he thinks nobody can notice. <laughs> yeah. Who's um, he's uh, he's just not like when you like we compared to Barney Martin, the guy who plays the real Morty later on is replacing him. He he's just so funny. Uh, totally. The original. Apparently, they wanted the dad to be more irritated. That's what, that's why they switched the actor. And I guess he just wasn't like the guy who plays uh, Jerry's dad throughout the rest of the series is so funny. He's great. To yeah, me, I think he's he might be I think funnier than. Everyone loves Costanza's dad, and he's great. Don't get me wrong, Jerry Stiller, but I, I think Morty Seinfeld is just as funny, if not funnier, than uh, Frank Costanza. I think you're right. I think Frank Costanza's funny is is more in that Kramer vein, where it's very big, and yeah. everything is like a huge reaction. Whereas with Morty Seinfeld, you really got to hear some of the. He says stuff quick. Yeah. It's quick little things that you got to catch when he does it. Where's my wallet? <laughs> Where's my wallet? <laughs> she's smart like a computer <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah no it's a good it was interesting to see his parents interact in a different way but the dad is there's nothing it's forgettable right Un yeah, yeah yeah no disrespect to that actor but it's a forgettable performance no it's definitely the right they also replaced Costanza because you don't realize the Costanzas actually don't show up to like I think it's like season four you don't know you, you really because Jerry Stiller's in a lot of the later episodes because he was such a great character. But the Costanza parents don't show up until season four, I think. It's like the, the handicap spot episode. Um, okay. But they they had a different actor also for um, Frank Costanza. But in syndication, they went back and reshot it. Yes. They didn't reshoot this one because the set had changed so much and then the actors yes. aged enough that when they hit syndication, they thought it would, it would look too weird to, to try and reshoot this episode. Yeah, no, that's true, and and you can you can see Jerry's apartment is still under construction as far as how they want to how they want to have it set up to yeah. shoot it, right? It's, yeah, it's it constantly is. from the first season, and he's got first episode, sorry, first second episode, he's got Mets paraphernalia, and yeah. then episode three, there's a Yankee jacket. Like they're just trying to get a feel for it all. 
Yeah, well, we know like the real Seinfeld is a big Mets fan. That's what yes. he's, and they talk about the Mets in the first episode. But yeah, he doesn't have a bedroom. I mean, he has like a little. There's like a little hallway with like a bookshelf in it. But there's no. Yeah. Here to be like it's a bachelor. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no Superman paraphernalia. They don't have the like the cereal shelf yet. I no. don't like. So yeah, there's no mountain bike hanging on the ceiling, hanging from the ceiling. But yeah, it's uh, it's very different. But. I like I like this episode, the stakeout. So he goes to he goes to Sagman Bennett Robbins Oppenheim and Taff and stakes <laughs> out the uh, the lobby to wait to meet Vanessa and basically to and and why did they say they're there? They have a few. To, what's their story? He brings George along. Oh, they're they're there to have lunch with their friend, the architect, Art Corvallet. Uh, yeah. Well, for I love that I wrote down the names the the first uh, the first ones he comes the up first. with. But Bert, Bert Har, Vinson, Bert Harvinson, and he says that, <laughs> and then it's Art Cor, and then he's like Art Corvallet, and then, and it, no, George is the architect. Art Corvallet is an importer exporter. Correct. Yes. Which is a yes. running joke that comes back to, and then a very, and then uh, the iconic first uh, mention of Art Vandalay is when George panics and he goes, "Who am I? Who am I?" And he goes, "You're you. We're here to meet uh, Art Corvallet." And he goes, "Art Vandalay, Art Vandalay." And then that's let me be the architect. I know I could do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's the only scene that George is in in the whole show. Like this is very much a let's introduce Elaine episode yeah. right yeah. it's very much built around his relationship and what could be their dynamic but for the one scene that george is in in this episode it's classic oh it's yeah it's great yeah <laughs> it's really good again another first appearance right the art vandalay made up character and thing. the architect and and like this is like there, there's some in these original episodes there's some jokes that you that you see like the the brilliance that they come up with later on, like the where he goes, uh, he's caught lying and he says, he goes, I'm an architect. And she says, uh, what do you design? And he goes, railroads. Uh, don't engineers design those? But they can, yeah. They can. <laughs> he just wants to lie about being an architect. He doesn't know anything about architecture or what they design. It's <laughs> so no- funny how much he loves the idea of himself being an architect. Yeah. And that's just like the, the running joke throughout the whole series that I love. <laughs> Um, and then one one early it's because Kramer's still not the Kramer we know yet, but a little one, bit is starting to happen. Yeah, the 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 best joke I think in the episode is when he's playing Scrabble with his mom. Yeah, yeah. and Kramer insists that she makes the word clone. Oh. And then when like when he goes, uh, <laughs> he looks up the dictionary, and then Kramer goes, "No, no, no, you need a you medical, need a medical dictionary." <laughs> That's just classic fucking Kramer. I love that one. <laughs> when you quone a patient, he's not yeah. breathing. A patient him. gets difficult. You quone him, yeah. and so he says it. You go, no, maybe that is a real. It sounds like a real word. Why do I ever listen to you? Oh, it's classic. <laughs> they like Scrabble. That Scrabble's a, a thing that they play multiple times in Seinfeld too. Yeah, that was a good first. Uh, those those are some subtle, but like when you when you watch the show for a long time. You could watch that back and and it becomes funny because yeah. you see like the the sort of the egg hatching there, yeah. To quote. But yeah, I mean that's there's not a whole lot to that. That's yeah, it's mostly establishing the. Uh, Jerry doesn't even go on the date. Ultimately, it's really about him trying to patch things up with Elaine. 
his ex-girlfriend, right? Yeah. Although the the Vanessa, the girl he does meet, she makes an appearance later in the stock tip. He goes away with her for the weekend and has that miserable weekend. That's right. Literally, he just it's all about him meeting her and trying to to ask her out, basically. So, do you think that? I mean, it's it's looking back, it's so difficult to to say, but. As far as the Elaine character goes, do you think that there was an intention for Jerry and Elaine to have a romance? Or do you think they're testing it to say, like, let's give him a perhaps maybe love interest? Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're doing. They're not sure how where it's going to go at this point. They're, I'm sure the network execs were saying something like, you need a, a female love interest. that, And they were probably going to do, like, you know, what they later did with, like, Jim and Pam, and it's like, how do they get to? Are they going to get together? Are they not? They have a thing, uh, which they abandoned pretty good. I mean, they're they do end up hooking up again later when they do the deal, but pretty much like they're just decided that they're going to be friends, which is funnier because Jerry gets to date other girls for other with great plots, and and Elaine gets to date other guys, and you get guys like Putty and a million other <sighs> funny characters. So, yeah, it's, it was a great thing that they, I mean, they pseudo ended the series in season two right because they didn't know if they were going to get renewed when they filmed that so they made it so that they got together at the end of season two yeah. right that's, that's a spoiler is that the, but is that the deal the, the yeah that's the deal the end of season two because i remember when the next episode like it seems like they've gotten to get back together and then the next episode they're just back to being friends again yeah they just never mention it again which is probably the best way to do it yeah because a certain amount of time went by and everybody it wasn't until i think the end of season three where a certain level of continuity and making sure that you're you you refer to things a little bit more accurately started to count yeah a little bit more but by that time you also have a, a, a wider cast so in this episode some of the things that i, I realized but it was the first time that uh julia louis dreyfus and jason alexander are on screen together were they on screen or is it the next Not in this episode in, in the, the next one? Yeah. The robbery. OK, I'm getting ahead of George myself. George is a real estate agent in the robbery. He's still this whole season. He's a real estate agent. That's right. That's right. So, so far, you've got. Jerry and Kramer and his parents sharing space. Elaine is finally introduced. Yeah. And she knows she interacts with the parents, but the main cast yet has not been mixed up with each other yet. No, because I, I don't think in this one she interacts with Kramer either, right? No, it's very interesting to, re- like, when you're watching that, realizing, like, when you've seen the episode of Syndication, it probably wouldn't occur to you, but watching it in order, you're like, man, no one's even, the friends aren't even all together yet. It's still very much the skeletons of this thing. Yeah, well, they need, yeah, they need, uh, even later on, they make jokes about it, too, where they're talking about, like, they, uh, when they're going to see prognosis negative and Jerry can't go because of the dog. And they're like, you're the nucleus. We need you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. You're the nucleus. Um, what did you? What do you think all time of um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus being a, a leading lady on a sitcom? Like, where does she rank? She's I know. number one. She's the best. She's pretty good. She really is. Have you seen Veep at all? I watched a little bit of it. I, I do want to get into it, but I heard it's it's really good. I just, I mean, I think the reason, part of the reason I think the show is so great too is you get the one female character who's Julie Louis-Dreyfus who's just like, 
she's so iconic. Like I think everyone loves her, men and women. Like every guy I know had a crush on Elaine Bennis. Like she's so she's so something cute. about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about her. It's true. <laughs> Even I mean, like I think she's probably in her sixties now or early sixties or something like that, and she still looks great. Like she's such a beautiful chick. Like everyone loves, like, she's especially bubbly. The, like she's got that. So she's so cute. Yeah, she's got that bubbliness about her that is kind of contagious. It's hard to. It's attractive. Yeah. Well, even later on, as the series goes on, and she gets, she becomes, gets more of an attitude, and she's more angry and yelling, and it's, it's just even hotter. You're like, oh my god, because <laughs> it's now sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's, she gets, she's really sexy, and like, yeah, in the early ones, she's just really cute. I mean, I'm pretty sure like every person who likes Seinfeld, every guy is like had a crush on Elaine Bennis. What did you think of, um, just jumping to a different subject in the same episode? That blazer Jerry wears on stage, oh man, it's got the awful. sparkly one. Is that the oh. one? The sparkly one? It's yeah. noticeably bad. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so. <laughs> it's, that's the one thing definitely of the time. Um, yeah, you store. Fuck, is that like? This is like something Tina Turner wears on stage. <sighs> that's like, yeah, it's, it hurts the eyes. It was horrible. It was an eyesore. Um, the video store scene, another thing, product of its time. That I wonder how people would react to seeing that now. Like if you grew up in the born in two thousand and five. Yeah, I mean, most people, I don't even think they even realize video stores <laughs> like were a thing. Like, um, yeah, there's a lot of, they go to the video store a lot in Seinfeld. There's a lot of very, like, dated stuff like that. But it's it's so cool to see in a way that, like, these were places where you would socialize as well. Like, yeah. a night out was going to get something to eat, renting a movie. Yeah. What did they end up renting that night? They didn't rent anything. They didn't rent it. They were going to get Cocoon 2. <laughs> I guess they didn't like it. (laughs) Even (laughs) I forgot about Cocoon too. (laughs) Cocoon the Return, Um, and then Jerry suggests the porno movie. Yeah, Uh, but I don't think they. I don't think they actually make a choice and say they're renting anything. But even like I was looking at, there's so many dated bits where the opening scene Jerry's talking about being uh, in line at a supermarket and, and these women ahead of him paying by check. That's right. I don't know how anyone today would relate to that. I barely really like. I barely know. Like when I was a kid, I'm like, no one does that anymore, right? Like, that's such a weird. Imagine paying by check. I can't even think of like the carrying that with you. Hold on, let me take it out. And you got a pen. You needed like, yeah, so weird. (laughs) What it's it is a dated joke. Like that wouldn't that wouldn't work today at all. No, and then what? Yeah, like what's his other bit about? what's the end bit he's oh the end bit is like it's it's relatable still it's the he's talking about becoming friends after a relationship and it's that very was relatable it's like two magicians trying to entertain each other yeah, yeah. pull a rabbit with that oh here's your card well, it's it's kind of lame but it's uh i mean it's not it's not as dated as a bit like a relationship things that keeps going on right um they do mention I like that, um, which is a funny little joke. Uh, at the end, where Elaine says she's met a new guy, a Wall Street guy. Yeah. Uh, she. How did she meet him? She staked him out at his health club. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked how she said that he was funny, and he's like, oh, "Okay, that's enough." Like that was <laughs> yeah. the one part. And and the more you learn about comedians, you you realize how much how much pride they take in the fact that like one thing I know I am is funny. Like, don't tell me that someone else is funnier than me. I like yeah, that. I don't know if you've ever hung out with comedians. I used to hang out at a comedy bar. They're insanely insecure, weird people. Yeah, I mean, it seems if, like if you, it. If, 
they're the type of people that need to get on stage to to tell jokes to people and make them laugh. That's a weird thing to want to do. Um, so yeah, there's definitely like something missing from their lives that they need. So they're very very insecure type people generally. Yeah, they're they're the most insecure and then the most egotistical all in one. It's a very interesting balancing act. How many giddy ups do you give the stakeout? Uh, did we? I don't. Did we say on the last podcast that that's our? I think we came up with it after. That's going to be our rating system for these episodes. I think you said it on the podcast. I think we said it after. I think did we? we? Okay. Oh, All right. So our our rating system is going to be out of ten. Ten. Ten giddy ups. How many? How many giddy ups out of ten? I give this one a four giddy ups. Four giddy ups. Yeah, it's weak. It's very weak. I'll give it a six. Six giddy ups. Yeah, it's above average. I like it. It's it. I could, it's not above average. It's below average. How is I'm, it above average? I'm, you the know what? That it I'll, really does is it establishes Elaine as the ex girlfriend friend character. I'll, I'll say this. Whole, I'll say this. I'm a very generous reviewer. Even if I if I don't like something and I give it a six, it's like ah, I might not watch it again type of. But I didn't mind it. But to your point. To be fair, it is average. But there's a lot of things I like about it's it. It's low average. <laughs> I, I think it's average. But the reason why I would give it a six is because there's a lot of firsts here that I think are fun to see as a Seinfeld fan. I like seeing the first appearance of That's Elaine. That's why you gave it a four. Did I give it a four? Okay. You gave it a four. Yeah. So if it, did, if it didn't have the first appearances, you give it like a two? There's two scenes that I actually find amusing that I laugh at. Or it's... Uh, where they come up with Corvalet and Vandalay. Yeah, it's classic. Uh, that scene, and then yeah. the clone. That's clone. it. The whole episode. Like, later episodes, like, you got to leave room for later episodes, which are going to be, like, you're going to rate them out of 10. You got to do 7, 8, 9, 10. Like, there's episodes where every scene and every line is hilarious. Yeah. So you can't, you can't gonna, give this a 6. I mean, you a, can. I there's can't. a lot that are going to get 9s and 10s. That's the thing. I, I'll be honest. I feel like the nine and ten is more valid if this is a four to me. Give it a five. How about that? I'll give I it. Have to change yours. No, no, no. Long. I'll give it. <laughs> I'll give it an average. It's average. Fifty. Fifty is average. Right? You don't have to change yours. You can stay with a six. No, I. My sentimentality. I'm not trying to bully you into it. I'm just. You're not bullying me into it. My sentimentality makes me give it. (laughs) It's not a six. I give it a one. Okay, Shane, a one point five, even lower. No, a little bit more than that. Come on, five. I give it. Be so harsh. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a dick. Five. I'm sticking to five. Okay, five giddy ups. I give it a four. All right. That's a total of nine giddy ups out of twenty. There you go. Below average. That's below average. Yeah. All right. Let's go it to is the low average. It is. I mean, the show's going to get a lot better. There's glimpses. There's glimpses. That's what I'm saying. Point. It's a second yeah. episode. It's pretty good for a second episode. All right, the robbery. Season one, episode three, the robbery. Should she want me to read this plot? Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. After Jerry's apartment is robbed, Jerry starts to look for other apartments. But Jerry and George both want the same apartment, and Elaine wants the apartment of whoever loses out. I think she really wanted George, uh, Jerry's apartment first, but I think she was just looking for a new home. We haven't met her roommate yet, but knowing who, what her roommate becomes or, or meeting her later, I already was laughing at the roommate being the waitress slash actress. 
waitress actress. Yeah, because later you learn that it's Tina. Yeah. But there's an inconsistency there because uh, later Tina moves out and Elaine gets... Elaine takes over the apartment, but she's basically like subletting from Tina. Tina's the one on the lease. But in this one, George goes, why don't you kick her out? And he goes, because she's on the lease. Like, they're both on the lease, so it's like kind of inconsistent. Right, right, it's right. Because like, it should be Tina's apartment later. But that's that's a really small inconsistency that no, nobody really cares about. Except for psychopaths like me. <laughs> um. This one, you're starting to see the, the team mingle now. Now you see yeah. George, Elaine, and Jerry start to interact and have feeding off each other. It's still weird a little bit with George, but you see him come into his own when you realize he wants the apartment and they do the, what do they call it? Choose. Choose it? Oh, man. Yeah, well, they, they like flip that. a coin at first, which is, okay, I understand. But I wrote that down because I go, I don't even know what that is. They call it a, cho- a choose. I'll choose you. Oh, something like that. And then I don't know. I don't know this game. It's like you flash fingers and if you, odd numbers versus uh, even numbers or something. Because because Jerry goes, I'm odds. George goes, I'm evens. But I don't know how they. Uh, I don't know understand the game. I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. I was trying to figure it out as I watched it because I realized someone got up, two up, and then there was a comeback. And I'm just like, this. Why don't they just do rock paper scissors? But maybe it's a version of that. I don't know. Well, it's also like maybe that's just like a more of an American thing or something. I don't know. I guess. Um, There's the, like little differences like that. I noticed too um, uh, in the one where Jerry's talking about when he's in line at the grocery store. It's a thing that I noticed people in the tri-state area say a lot, like New York, Jersey, Pennsylvania. They don't say they're in line. They say they're online. So if you're at a concert or whatever, you're waiting online. That's what they say. And it's really weird to me. Yeah, that is weird. You ever noticed on- that? I didn't because Larry David says it in Curb Enthusiasm. They say it in Seinfeld. I've heard it in other things where they go. I was waiting online, and it's a very like specific like to the tri-state area. These people say that Howard Stern says it. He's from Long Island. He says I was waiting online. It's really weird. And maybe I don't know. I don't think about it because online is such a normal phrase now that it didn't even occur to me until. I realize the context as the story goes on, but maybe, yeah, I'm going to pay attention now. That's interesting. Well, yeah, this is like free internet and like, yeah, they're not talking about being online on the web. They're talking about waiting in a line, but they say online. I don't know. It's weird, but I guess it's like, you know, they think we're weird because we have milk and bags. Yeah. Are we, we don't, they don't have that in the States? No. Really? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, you ever, uh, you ever watch the Kroll show? Nick Kroll's show. No. He has these sketches where they're making fun of Canada all the time, and it's always <laughs> so funny. And they're like, there's one where she's the the mom is like dropping him off at school, and she's like, she's like, back when I had you when I was in grade thirteen, <laughs> and then she's like, here's a toonie, get yourself a bag of milk. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, they don't have that in America. <laughs> grade thirteen, that's good. <laughs> um, so this one, Jerry's apartment suddenly becomes a lot more appealing than what you've seen in the last two episodes because elaine wants to live in it even though it's falling apart but it seems to be like a pretty good spot if you're on the come up well elaine says that for her it's an upgrade it's yeah moving from iceland to finland (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they still have this like the the whole first season it's an ongoing joke that i think that's how they were going to do it uh without before they figured it out is that jerry was going to be this comedian that lives in a shitty new york apartment yeah and, and I think that, what do you think that gets lost where it no longer becomes the the joke? 
Because so I far think they've I done think after season two, it's just like, oh yeah, Jerry's place is just the place where they hang out, the the place to be, if you will. Yeah, I think the first two seasons, because the plots are so much more simple, and there isn't a lot of scenery change so much. It's like Jerry's apartment gets robbed. He now wants to find a different place to live because George is a real estate agent. And that's like, it's just very, what's the word? Linear. Like that's yeah. it. There's no subplots in this thing. And um, I forgot what I was going to say now. So, oh yes, it feels more intimate. These first, it's, it's a lot more close quarters type of conversations. Then you get to season three. And by the end of season three, your, your Kramer's gone. Like he's gone to California. Right. So it really expands, but this is a lot more intimate stuff. Did yeah, you- and it's also I think it's of the times because you know eighty nine early nineties it was the end of that. Um, you know, New York was known as like you know very a lot of criminal activity, like just a seedy place to be, um, that type of thing. Whereas during Seinfeld is the run of like Giuliani, who basically came in and like helped to clean up yeah. New York and kind of changed the the tone of like New York and made it more friendly for tourists and made it a nicer place to be. But in the, the you know, 70s, 80s, early 90s, it's considered like a dangerous place to go to New York, right? Like, have you ever seen The Simpsons where they go to New York and Homer gets like, <coughs> gets robbed at every step of the way? That's everything. It's like a very same commentary on that type of thing. It's very, like the early Seinfeld is a very... Um, Woody Allen-esque New York. Yes, yes, that's true. There's a little bit more grit to the way it's described and, and where you, like the, even the things that they get excited for when they go apartment hunting, right? Yeah. And they got a garden? You have to get a gardener? Do you yeah. tip a gardener? Don't you tip a gardener? Don't you tip a gardener? That's the early George being cheap. Yeah, that's... <laughs> um, what did you think of that apartment? With the show, would have been, it was nice, right? With the fireplace and the little oh, patio. I want to live there. That's not my Seinfeld apartment, but I'd like to live there. Yeah. It would have been cool if one of the t- characters did get it and it became like another place. Yeah, whatever. I mean, these, you, I like I like George and Elaine's uh, apartments. They're fun. Yeah, they are. You get Once you get to know them and you when, when Elaine is on her own. But even when she lives with Tina, it's pretty funny when yeah. she's dating Kramer. Um what, what other details did you are there to pay attention to in this episode? Uh, like we mentioned before, there's no number. I, I'm obsessed with knowing which because the, the the door on Jerry's um, apartment changes a lot throughout this uh, until yeah, you're fixated up, on that. I'm weirdly fixated on him because his apartment is five A, but uh, at the the first episode he's number eight. It's just number eight, and then these two episodes there's no number on the door. It's like a weird. It's like an art art handle type. I don't. It like looks like a handle, but it's not the handle of the door. Like it's a weird thing. Like it, it's really odd, and it it doesn't even make sense because it's like poking out if you try to look at the people. <laughs> but yeah, there's no number on his door. And that's and, and the reason why we should have been able to see it is because the first like main joke of this one is that Kramer's left his door open, and yeah. that's why he ended up getting robbed. Um, yeah, that's a good line. The way Kramer says it when he goes, he's like, "Did you leave it unlocked?" He goes, "No, no, open." Like he's like, "Open, wide open." The way he says it. <laughs> he just wanted to bore a spatula. Uh, and then he's I got caught up watching the soap opera. He got distracted by the bold and the beautiful, which is again they reference bold and beautiful as a soap opera like a couple times for the series. They what? What's the lock that Jerry invested all his money into? The Clapco D29. <laughs> the best lock on the market. It only has one flaw. The door has to be closed. 
Must be close. I like how he swings it. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things throughout the series, and it, this one always makes me laugh. Like the Clapco D twenty nine, like the names of these like products they buy, like the Commando four fifty, and like like all the, <laughs> they're always like ridiculous. So I just like the names of things they buy always make me laugh, and the Clapco D twenty nine is funny to me. It's really funny. Did you know um, there is a first in this episode? Kramer sliding in. Yeah, of course you know. Of course you know. That's right. I wrote down there's first. There's first. There's the, there's two firsts in this episode. You know what the other first is? I would. I, okay. I would have thought it was the first time Jerry, George, and Elaine are together. Jerry, uh, Kramer, and Elaine are together. Um, Kramer slide through the door. And I don't remember the other one. First monks. Diner. Oh, George and right. Jerry Monk's diner. And then the waitress, Carol, is and she overhears them and she's the one who ends up getting the apartment. She there it's the first time you see them in monks. They're not in monks in in the steakhouse. And yeah, and they don't eat, they don't even go to a coffee shop. Lunch and in the first one. That's right. Aha, that's a big first first. first also, I was reading about you know why Kramer slides in? He missed his cue. So to yeah. compensate he came in fast, and then people reacted. So then he was like, "Okay, this is going to be my thing that I come in and slide in." That's that's so funny. It's like the the genius happens by accident a, a lot of times, right? You just got to well, be there. Michael Richards, like, I mean, I know him from other stuff before Seinfeld. Like, he was in, you know, UHF with Weird Al. He was in, um, uh, what's that movie with uh, uh, Transylvania Six Five Thousand? I remember from Problem Child. Yeah, problem chat. So he played these like he was a, a very physical comedian. I remember seeing him on Just for Laughs, like old Just for Laughs, and everything he did was very like he was like a Jim Carrey, like he was a very physical comedian. He's probably one of the best physical comedic actors of like of all time. Like his, just based on what he's done on Seinfeld, right? For sure. I mean, that's nine nine seasons of him making you laugh from body language, facial expressions. And it was consistently humorous. I think some people probably would have watched Seinfeld because of the Kramer slide. Like it was the, woo, like, you know, when someone yeah. walks in. So for sure. Well, they said that they had to tell audiences to stop clapping so much when he, because when in the episodes, when it started to pick up steam, when Kramer would first make his appearance, they'd do like a stand ovation and it would ruin the filming. They'd be, so they had to tell him, be like, don't go crazy and clap for him. But like that was, yeah, the entrance of him was the big thing. Yeah, and you could see too in the plot lines how much more they started to put him in the mix in these, like bringing yeah. him outside and putting him in these crazy scenes just to see him shiver in the cold or you know like yeah. little things like that are so funny. Even I was reading about the the Festivus episode um, and um, when Jerry Stiller brings the the pole into the monk's diner to show uh, the later episode if ever people know the fe this the episode the strike in season nine. Jerry Stiller, George's dad, brings the Festivus pole. And apparently Michael Richards told Jerry Stiller, he said, don't just bring it in. Drag the pole. In. <laughs> and so, like, they'll hear it before they see it. And, like, it's just those little brilliant <laughs> things that Michael Richards knew. It was like, that's the physical comedy that you don't think about. It's like, just, like, drag that pole. Like, all these little details. You're right. Like, the way he shivers. I'm like. Yeah. It, 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 when he, one of my favorites, well, uh, way down the line, but when he has the, uh, he turns his house into a cigar lounge. <laughs> it's one of the best. You could see that there was no way for them to film it without making Jerry laugh. It's impossible. 
Jerry's an awful actor. I, I, I every episode, I like. I think growing up watching it, I went like, yeah, he's not a great actor, but almost every, even here, like the in the robbery when he's giving the police report and the cough, and he he's doing the bit where you know, and it's a pretty Seinfeldy joke when he goes. He goes, we'll let you know if you find anything. Yeah. Do you ever find anything? No. And the cop, the cop just goes, no. <laughs> and Jerry's just almost fucking laughing. Like, he can't say anything without it. It's cracking. And it feels, what feels authentic about it is that I think that's how Seinfeld likes going through life. He likes finding the joke in yeah. in things to, like, to criticize, right? That's his whole thing in life. It's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, what's it, it's that pointless thing of life. It's like, why do we go through these rituals for nothing? Yeah. Oh, good. It was good. Um, I, do, I did forget about the Kramer because um, he says he's going to get the stuff back and then he comes to Jerry. I forgot about the part where he comes to Jerry and goes, I think it's that English guy that lives down the hall. You got the stuff? I know about the stuff. Goes, <laughs> what stuff? <laughs> that's very Kramer-esque. It, that's, it, like, that's he, how you know he did it. He said, I know about the stuff and the guy said, what stuff? <laughs> you know what my... A, a funny a flash forward thinking of Kramer um, conversations or interactions, physical interactions. I love when he's on the plane trying to get his money back from his former roommate and he pulls his hair back and buttons yeah. up his shirt. It's like, you recognize this? How <laughs> different of a look. What were you? It's just he buttons up his shirt like he's a like he's a cholo, right? Like he gets excited <laughs> and he pulls his hair back. Like, what were you living before? <laughs> I think he's trying to be like trying to make himself look like a young Kramer. It's so funny. Because yeah. even in this one, he's starting to get there, but he doesn't have his like classic uh like pompadour hairstyle yet. Not it's totally in the first episode, yeah. it's not there at all. He just looks like uh Stanley Kowalski from UHF, like he just looks like a regular guy, and then his hair slowly. I think they're just like making it bigger as it goes, and it was like evolving. They got Elaine's hair though; she kept that hairdo for a couple of seasons. Yeah, no, yeah, it's good. Um, should we giddy up this episode, or do you have more? What um, am I missing? Are we missing anything else? Again, mm. these episodes are so linear that it's very easy to get through them, and the jokes. Yeah. Because, I mean, if we talk about them for 23 minutes each, that's how long the episode is. Like, literally, you you get everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wrote down a bunch of notes, but that's just more for me for, like... Um, trivia? Give me give, give some trivia. Give you some trivia? Okay. Yeah. What are the, there's... Um, I'm going to fail. There's, <laughs> there's five <laughs> items that are stolen from Jerry's apartment. What are they? Uh, the TV, the VCR, the stereos. The answering machine. Sorry, there's there's six. There's six. Six. So I got four. The answering machine. Um, the speakers? To stereo? Stereo. I'm going to give you that. And then there's one more. The cop says it. It's a leather jacket. Oh, I didn't. I see. I was paying attention to all the electronics pulled out of the <laughs> wall. <laughs> uh, where was Elaine when, uh, when, when they got robbed? She was at Bloomingdale's waiting for the water to warm up. That's right. Okay, good. That's good. That is good. They, they mentioned Bloom. I guess Bloomingdale's a big department store in New York, but they they talk about Bloomingdale's quite a bit. Yeah, that's a uh, later in this. Uh, they they mentioned twice in later episodes where um, they they keep convincing Jerry that his comedy career is dead and that he should go into the Bloomingdale's executive training program. <laughs> you know who used to go to Bloomingdale's? I remember um, 
Angela Bauer on Who's the Boss. Oh yeah. Is Whenever a... she needed to to like unwind, she would go to Bloomingdale's. Yeah. So I think <laughs> it, I think it is a a thing like it's like a, it's like a higher end. Yeah, like, a little bit. It's I don't know. I we yeah. we have like the Bay and Eaton's to compare it to or Holt know. Renfrew instead of Sears. I don't know. Um. All right. Um, okay. Name. Um. Here. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Name three things that is wrong with Jerry's apartment. Three things that are wrong with it? Yeah, like like the oh, it's the to, heat, you know the, the water. The water doesn't warm up. You can't get soft cheese in the fridge, yeah. and the and the radiator is always steaming. Yeah, yeah, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, it hasn't been off in ten years, according <laughs> to George. Yeah, I wouldn't remember the ten years part, but I do remember what was wrong with it. Uh, Elaine's uh, roommate has got a um, a part in a dinner theater production of what? Oh, that I, I I remember that conversation. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, a chorus line. <laughs> which what I is she always singing? She's always singing something. I hope Elaine I get it. it. I hope I get yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. That's right. That's right. All right. Let, how about what are the nice features of uh, the the new the new apartment that Jerry doesn't end up taking? <laughs> name name three nice features of it. <laughs> you got the you got the garden outside. Jerry, you can barbecue here. You've got the fireplace that do you tip people who deliver wood? Where, where do you, uh, the same people give you, you firewood? Give you? <laughs> <laughs> They're the same people who get you the charcoal. You got to tip them. And uh, Jerry, the closet. I'm walking in it. <laughs> and that apartment's just it's over on West 83rd Street. That's right. That's what I wrote down. I guess that's pretty good. That's all the. There's not a whole lot of trivia in that episode. Maybe I'll have to one as we go through this. Maybe one day I'll be able to fill in for a, a missing teammate, Shane, on the trivia. Train me. Show me the ways of the Seinfeld how Jedi. How what 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 price does Elaine uh, and Jerry make a deal to buy his couch for? How much is she goes for twenty five and then forty. He wanted one fifty, and they settled on fifty. There you go, twenty, not twenty five, but twenty. Oh, so I was like twenty and forty. But that's bucks. pretty good. That's pretty good. Thanks, bud. I think that's it. I, I don't know. All right. Well, how many giddy ups does this one get? I'm trying to figure out if I, if I like this more than the stakeout. There's elements that I like in each episode more than the other, but I. Th- I think this one, ah, it's hard, man. Taquone is good. That's such a classic moment. I'm going four. I'm staying with four. Staying with four? Four giddy ups. It's is as good as the stakeout. 5.5. Because <laughs> you thought I was going to say, I was going to criticize you if you say six? No, on IMDb, it got 7.5. We're being like, giddy we're being ups? hard. Yeah, stars, <laughs> not giddy up. Like, how do they rank on AMDB? It's just I, people giving a thumbs up. I think it's aggregate. I think it's like uh, maybe people rank it out of ten. So, yeah. What What did we give? Do you know? Do you remember what we gave uh, the first episode on the last episode? I, I think know. you gave it like three, and I might have given it a four. I'll I'll always like one up you. I'll I'll give you the Martin one up you. <laughs> That's fine. You're wrong. I know. I know. I'm being, I'm being honest and no, it's not about that. It's uh, I'm I'm trying to be truly like honestly critical. I'm not trying to give like oh, me too. This is this is my favorite show. I for me, it's like I still like it. Like I'll still watch it if it's on TV. So it's weird for me to be like something that I'll always watch for me to say ah, it's... This is why I won't watch the first season 
other than for this podcast or for trivia like to to go over it i won't i won't watch it for to be like oh well you know i think i throw on some early episodes of seinfeld i won't do it no the first season is what the one i i watched the least there's i forget what's in the second but i know that there's a couple more things in the second that i would i would be happy to watch from time to time once you get to the third i'm every almost everyone almost everyone yeah once we're in third season three i'm i'm good to go yeah, we said like science. I think like once it hits the uh, the Pez dispenser, oh, then we're uh, off to the then, races. Okay, this is they they figured out what they're doing here. Yeah, or the is the Pez dispenser before or after the the garage? The one right before the garage. Oh yeah, the parking garage is like yeah. You're like okay, they this they this figured out it. what they're doing here. Yeah, this the is two it. is two is pretty weak too. Like we're gonna get into over the next little bit. Like. The pony remark is pretty good. The, the jacket is still, they're both kind of little wussies. You get to meet Elaine's dad the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. The statue's I, okay. It has the heart attack, which I think is probably the worst episode of the entire series. Um, oh, with Chinese, the, the Chinese restaurant is the, the, the only real shining star out of season two. That, but I'm saying, like, there's things to go back to. I, I find season two... What was it? Well, I was just about to say what it is. I like. Oh, I like that it's the most different. The first, like, it's you're. It's going to be so clearly different than when you once you get into season three to I would say six, it starts to feel like you can watch any random episode at that point. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it starts to feel like. It's like, is that season three or is that a season five or is that like? It's hard to remember because they're all just consistently funny, all across. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can tell, like, as you get to, like, uh, you know, six and seven, it becomes very formulaic. They figure out exactly how to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's still hilarious. But then when you get into, like, seasons eight and nine, you're like, oh, it's all basically just, like, super formulaic and, like, yeah. ridiculous. It's still funny. They're all funny. Yeah, but, but you can see that there's only so long you can keep this yeah. sort of thing up now. We're getting yeah. to that point. I would say from, like, the perfect ones are, like, season three from the, the Pez dispenser all the way to the end of season seven is, like, Perfect. Just perfect. It's it's true. Put on any of them, and you'll know why the show's funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. We're we're almost done. Season one. Next, the next episode, yeah. season one, will be done. Nice. All right. I'm looking for. I'm looking. At, there's two more episodes. So next episode, we'll do season. We'll do episode four and five. Which yeah. Will season one. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We're almost there. That's season. It's nine seasons, but we're already. I'm trying to one. figure out if I'm going to get what giddy-ups I'm going to give it, like, uh, if they're any better than the other ones. Yeah. Maybe. I haven't seen them in a while, but the stock tip one, I do like George in that one. He's funny. <laughs> yeah. I like seeing him at the cafe. Well, we'll get to that. All I right, don't dude. like in the early, in the first season, I don't like George's, um, he's not a loser yet. He's not, like, no. He's working, like, he makes the money on, he makes the good call on the stock market. Like, he's the one, like, you know, uh, yeah, he just—he's not George Costanza yet. No, no, he's not. He's not Biff. <laughs> he's not Biff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I coughed in the mic. Is that they're running uh, season three? Is when he keeps calling him Biff? Yeah, isn't that the the death of a salesman reference? Yeah, Biff Loman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Jerry Jerry calls him Biff like a few times throughout the season. It's like a recurring joke, and I I think it's in season three. Like you keep, yeah. I can't wait to get. I can't wait to get to season three. It's just so yeah. much good shit. 
All right. All right. So uh, we wrap this up. Season uh, episode two and three. The stakeout, the robbery. Giddy up, Shane. Let's yeah, get yeah. up. All right. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening. Rate and review the show. Yeah, text us on or text us. Message us on Instagram if you're liking these episodes. If you want to hear more, if you want to chime in, it's all fun. We like the the interaction, and we hope that people are having fun listening to uh, a different segment of the Cave of Solitude. We're going through the greatest. They can make us in giddy ups too if they want. Yeah, that's right. You could give us giddy ups. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, rate and review the show on all your different uh, podcast platforms. Shane, do you want to tell them where they can follow you? No. All right. <laughs> Look up for his comics then. <laughs> Talk Let's to you later. To the show. <laughs> Bye, everybody.